Yo, you your boy, the famous homie, aka Ron Ron, aka HNS420 Higher Learning Podcast host with a special edition of the Politic in the Podcast tonight. We out of Riverside Studios. We're gonna be interviewing Mr. Politic and himself, Kalen Vines. What's up, my boy? What's the deal? What's the deal, fool? Man, man. So, man, this is long overdue, man. So, I just want to go back a little bit, get straight into it. Years ago, when you was in Pasadena, getting into trouble, up to no good, I know you say that you had something that you wanted to do, but did you ever think that it would be this right here? No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, journalism in itself and production in itself, mm-hmm. production equipment used to cost so much. Mm-hmm. And journalism is something that niggas never even heard of as far as people where I come from. They don't really understand what kind of doors it opens up for you and what it actually entails. So it was never something that I was, I could say that I, I knew that this was what it was going to be. Right. Right. So when I was doing some research, I, I checked your first episode out. I told you off camera politic in episode zero. And a lot of the conversations we've had throughout the last two years, those same conversations were in that episode. So when you came up with this whole plan in the beginning and you had a whole bunch of guys with you, who did you think, not who did you think, but did you think that you would be facing yourself alone in a time where you guys are supposed to be building content and taking off and you found yourself alone in that moment? Did you just want to give up or did you know that it was something else out there or somebody else out there that was going to be able to help you go to that next level? I mean, I've been discouraged, but but giving up was never an option. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife, she she knew about my aspirations. Mm-hmm. She's the one that bought me my first mic and was like, let's go. Mm-hmm. So as long as I had her in my corner, it didn't matter to me who fell off. You right. know what I'm saying? Because right. if she got me, then, you know, we're going to pick up the pieces and we're going to figure it out, even if it's just me and her. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. that ultimately gave me the 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 support that I needed that no matter who came along on this ride as long as you know she had my back it didn't matter. And it's good to hear that. Shout out to Jade. As if you guys don't know, Caleb is now married. He said my wife now, not my girl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So congratulations on taking that step and having that black love and showing everybody what it's supposed to be. We don't have that foundation to where you know there's black love and their support. Because a lot of times niggas got their girl or vice versa, they got their man and the dreams aren't supported the right way. And you need that support from in the house. So, you know, having that support, I know it, it pushed you a long way and told you to keep going. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So starting out podcast, living room, in the living room, I don't know what type of cameras you was using. I don't know. What I was using of... a cell phone. <laughs> we had one mic for five niggas at a round table <laughs> smoking and drinking and the one mic was enough because we was yelling and screaming niggas was standing up niggas was poking each other you know it was getting uh, the chest. It, it was getting pretty heated you yeah, know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. but what what the eye opener for me was how you really don't know people until you have these conversations you can be around people your whole life, yeah. you know, lifetime friends, yeah. 
until you bring up these topics and these conversations do you realize who you sit next to. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. that was the, the biggest thing that I got out of the, like starting off the podcast is just how much information and knowledge gets spewed over just basic conversations that you, this is why a new podcasting was the future. Right. Because it, it's, it's not scripted. It's not this, it's not talk television. It's not like you're going on Oprah. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they are asking you, you're there to push your album. Right. So you're there to talk about a specific, you know, subject matter or something. Right. Right. You know, podcasts, they're talking about your past, your future, your present, you know what I'm saying? Sports, you know what I'm saying? Politics. So it, it, you actually get to know the person versus them spending 10 minutes on screen time on a television show, right. you know, trying to sell you whatever they're about to sell you. Right. It's more authentic. And it's funny you said that. I really didn't know how powerful podcasting was. I knew I wanted to do it. That's why I started mine. I wanted to talk some shit. But I learned a lot of that from you, the ins and outs and the potential where it's going to go, the growth and what it is. Learn that game. So when I met you, I saw what I saw. I saw, you know, you had the studio in San Bernardino, top rooftop, you know, 320 or whatnot. I walked in, I seen a music studio. I seen somebody that do photography. I seen the podcasting room. You had a room full of different creators. So talk about in the beginning, the vision as to now, like, is it the same? Or what were you doing to, to think of all that, to put all that in pretty much one room? One thing that I ran into early is vertical integration. And Nipsey kind of is one of the only rappers that actually ever spoke about this in his lyrics. Yeah. You know, in the, in the Victory Lap, he said, I integrated vertically. Y'all niggas blew it. Mm-hmm. It's because he's like, I went to all y'all for help. I went to all y'all to, to, to put me on, and y'all didn't. So now, instead of putting me on as a cameraman, I got my own cameraman. Instead of putting me on with the producer, I got my own producer. Right. I got my own in-house everything. Right. And that was the, the the basis of my thinking, is that I need to create a, a, a basis or a, a, some type of platform where creators can create a network where if I get a job, production is like contracting. For for um, building, right. if I'm gonna build a house, I need you know a carpenter. I need a plumber. I need the HVAC to come do the the air conditioning. It, so same thing with a production. You're gonna need different people to fill different roles. Right. You know, for in order for you to operate on the same level as the big dogs. Right. right. So my whole thought process was, if I collaborate and work with people that this is their dream, then it should be simple because they don't have to do anything but chase their own dream. Right. So if you're a rapper and I got a studio and I'll put you in the studio with an engineer and a producer and two more rappers, all you got to do is come in and rap because the engineer's there. Right. to record you the producers there to feature beats right. the rappers are there to inspire you to to collaborate with right. you know so it's just like a lot of people 
they don't understand the ins and outs of the back end. And they just want to be who they are. Right. So instead of me being a label or instead of me owning part of your shit, I want to build a network. Right. Well, hey, if I get a job, I hire you. And right. if you get a job, You're you hire me. me. Right. And it, it's a simple concept of vertical integration right. that all the big boys use. Like Walmart, they don't do anything but shelf, sell shelf space. Right. So they don't own 95% of the products. Right. But they have their own brand of products on the shelves. So when you go to bread, you know, they got one of the bread they got, but then they got Walmart brand. And, and this is essentially what I want to do with my platform is, hey, you can put your shit with mine. Right. I'm politicking is a digital Walmart for creators. You can't explain that no better, man. So starting off as just a podcast. You're now a full-fledged broadcasting company doing journalism, media, you know, interviews. I mean, everything, movies, film, you know, um, talk about your thought process on kind of graduating just from podcasting to doing all these other things or kind of growing the company to doing all these other things. Was that a vision at first or did that just come along the way, you know, just by meeting people in, in networking? Um, for me, I, I walk by faith, not by sight. I decided what it was going to be, and that was pretty much it for me. I, I was pressing a lot, trying to make it happen within my time. And I realized that it's going to happen, but it's going to happen in God's time. So let me not worry about how it happened or who it happened with. Let me make sure that I wake up every day. And Will Smith, he had a, a speech. He said, don't focus on, you know, trying to build a, a brick wall. Focus on laying a brick a day. So if you lay a brick a day, you look up and you got a brick wall. Right. So at Politicking, this is what we're doing. Because we, we ain't trying to hit no home runs. Right. We ain't trying to. We focus on laying a brick a day. Right. Great, brother. And that, that's, that goes to show in life, period. You can't rush anything. You can't jump hoops. Likely, they say if it sounds too good to be true, it likely is. There's no shortcuts to it. It's nothing but hard work, strapping on your boots every day and building a brick a day. So now the podcast is popping. You know, the media, the blog is popping. You know, got a lot of progress on that. Got a space with the West Side Story newspaper. Um, you know, got a lot of progress with the blog and everything. The podcast is on it. You know, you got the media going out there getting footage of, of, of professionals, whether it's music or sports, when is politicking going to drop a feature film? Because I know politicking, we in the filming. So let's let the folks know when we about to drop a film. So right now we got a, a, a film called uh, Urban Empire. And what I really want to do is I want to feature a lot of the artists out here because it's an IE-based film and it's going to be you know, the whole setting is based in the Inland Empire because a lot of us come from outer areas and move here in our adolescence, you know, right. and we kind of got to adjust and blend to what the Inland Empire is. And it's just really a melting pot right. of a bunch of niggas from L.A. County coming from different, you know, areas. Right. So 
but at the same time, the IE is its own thing in itself. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. And a lot of that doesn't get highlighted. If you're not out here, then you don't know the artist. You don't know the talent. You don't understand the scene. Right. So everybody is, is focused on trying to create culture because a, a, a culture for the Inland Empire really doesn't exist right. like it does out in L.A. Exactly. So, so the film, I really want to use a bunch of, uh, of Inland Empire artists to, to cast it and to fill roles, you know, and, and to use their music as a soundtrack. Right. Because if we get these films in, in film festivals, you know, and, and you're at, uh, what's that big film festival in Utah? Uh, see a Sundance. We get our film in a film festival like Sundance. Not only is everybody at this film festival going to see yeah. these artists, they're gonna but they're going to hear their music in the soundtrack. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? So it's just finding different ways to provide value to the creators in the Inland Empire. Right. Because everybody's just out here trying to figure it out for themselves. Right. And everybody don't have to try to figure it out for themselves. Everybody learning how to work together in some way or form. You know, it's a lot of, especially in the black culture, you know, the crab in the bucket mentality. You know, you, you put the ladder up, you climb the ladder, and there's 30 niggas behind you, and as you climb, you're pulling the ladder up away from niggas. I, I, I think that that also is a, a, a dumb mentality for as black people. For us, it's like, one time somebody say something you don't like. One time somebody do something. Now yeah. they automatically just exed out. They're excommunicated. Exactly. Now you, you, in the corporate world, when it comes to negotiation, motherfuckers is back and forth all doing time. all type of sneaky shit, backhanded shit. Yep. And at the end, the deal get done. They sign the paper. They, they shake, shake hands, hands and, and they celebrate. And they never talk or mention all the bullshit that they went through. Thank you. They don't cry about it. They don't, they remember. Right. But they understand that it's tactics. Right. And black people, we don't have tactics. So the first thing we go to is, nigga, I'll oh, fuck you. Oh, I beat your ass. Exactly. Instead of learning the mental gymnastics that is America. Exactly. I like that you said that because, like you said, you could be working with somebody on something. You have a disagreement or you, something is said, or it'd be some petty shit. Somebody will hear some shit. They'll just completely disappear off the face of the earth. Like fuck you, a, you a fuck nigga, or you, you somebody. I can't trust that motherfucker, or he, he bad business. No, like you said, you talk about it. People don't want to talk about shit. People don't want to confront the problem, talk about it, get over it, and create some magic. So a lot of shit is lost in our community. We don't even get the opportunity to create sometimes because we can't get over little petty things and work together. So I'm glad you highlighted that. Now, now another thing is that. We like, oh, they trying to use me. They trying to use me. My mentality is use me as much as you can because Thank all you. that does is raise my value. Exactly. All that does is make me worth more. If you're not being used, then what is you? You're useless. You're the definition of useless, useless if you're not being used. So yes. a lot of niggas will go with no business than to be used by somebody the way the way that they view it as being used. Right. For me, 
I'm gonna work with you. I'm gonna give my all. I'm a man of my word. I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna do the best, put my best foot forward for everybody that I'm involved with. Right. But if you burn me, you burn me. Right. That ain't my fault. Right. Exactly. Everybody that I didn't fuck with, I did solid business. I was there. If I said I was gonna be there, I was there. Mm-hmm. I gave my full effort. I, I did as much as I could for you. Right. Every motherfucker that I ever worked with in this. You ain't here with me now. Ain't because of me. Right. Facts. And that's doing solid business. Remaining solid. All you could do on your end is do solid business. And then, like you said, I was talking to somebody else about moving with intent. If you have good intentions while you're moving with intent, a person got to look at, okay, this person may not have worked out this time with this situation, but that person had good intentions. So you got to kind of separate the two. And then you can't get caught up in that because if you separate the two, you're able to separate personal from business. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad you pointed that out. We need to graduate that with everybody. Everybody needs to have that mentality in order for us to win. So politic and being around for now three years, they say you're not in profit yet for the first three to five years of business. Don't you think we're right on schedule being that when the third year you know, creeping towards that fourth with a lot of big things coming for 2022. And I think that for a moment, because we we feel it. Right. We, we, if you're here and you're part of the team and you, you know where we've been and where we come from, you, we feel the momentum. And we, we're just, we, I think that a moment we got so wrapped up in trying to kick down the door. Right. That we were all focusing on the cats. Right. And that's when the money runs from. Right. So I think that we really, as a company, really took a, a slow down. We were doing events. We were doing live stream concerts. We were running around, you know, taking thousands of meetings. And now, you know what I'm saying? It's like we ain't taking no meetings. We're focusing on the content. We're out doing our media stuff. We're really zeroing in on what we got in this game to do the first the first uh in the first place right so i think that that is really the key is you know being willing to step out and do something but stick to the plan right because we set the we set the goals and we set the plan right and the pandemic happened and it kind of threw us for a loop you know and we were just trying to figure it out but now that the world's back open and we, we settled back into, you know, our original, you know, trajectory. Right, right. And the growth. So talk about in the beginning, being out there in the media, red carpet, you did the BET Awards in the beginning. You know, I had some pretty serious interviews with the, you know, Westbrook sisters, Morgan, and what's the other one's name? Crystal. Uh, Crystal. Um, you know, the smart guy father. Um, I forgot his name as well, but got some serious interviews but one thing you pointed out to me is you was out there alone so talk about your experiences then versus now having a team and having cats that you can rely on to help you get the job done being out there alone is kind of it's kind of like surreal <laughs> it <Really>? feels fake <laughs> just to be honest with you, you know, the best way i can describe it is like you right here and you doing this but because nobody's there, 
Like you could see, you could send them pictures and videos. You could take, you know. But it's I'm not one that really likes to stop living, stop my life to take a picture of a moment. Right. I like to live in the moment. So right. It's it was really like bittersweet mm-hmm. when I would be out at the BET Awards and it's the, the celebrity basketball game. You know, I'm watching Chris Brown and these niggas hoop, and I'm just there by myself. Right. And I leave, and I go to the, the Nick Cannon Wildin' Out Girl fashion show. And we seeing all the Wildin' Out Girls in bikinis. Right. And I'm like, the homies would love to enjoy, enjoy this, this, but right. I'm there by myself. You know what I'm saying? It's right. like, right. It, it, was, it was a bittersweet thing. It was like, you know what? Without a team, I'm not really gonna be able to enjoy this fully. Right, right. You know, like starting a podcast was one thing, but I was never really wanting to be like a personality or be in front of the camera. Right. Before I started my podcast, I was I was off Facebook. I didn't have an Instagram. I came back to social media specifically to have a presence because I was doing a podcast. Right. I used to be heavy on Twitter. That was probably my biggest social media platform. I was an avid Twitterer. But I had left social media for about two years. Damn. So I was I was going through a process called self actualization. Get into it. Self actualization. And in the process you know, I, I ran into a question. I, every day I would, you know, speak to myself and I would ask myself these questions and answer these questions to myself. It's like, who are you? What do you want to do? What do you stand for? What do you believe in? You know what I'm saying? What is your ultimate goal? These things that nobody really answer within themselves. Mm. So I went through the process and I was and I reached a road bump because I reached and it was like, describe yourself in one word. And I hit a roadblock because I was like, damn, I can't, can't I can't it. even think of one word that would describe me. Like, you know, that should do me for a loop. Like, I wasn't going to just throw something out there. Right. I like, if I wanted to come with a word, I wanted to really, like, mean, like, Kayla. Right. Like when you hear that word and you hear Caleb and you know me, you know that that is a perfect way to describe it. Right. And that word was unyielding. Mm. And by definition, it is just, it's a force that will not stop or lose its momentum for any reason or purpose. Mm. Mm. And that fits now. Now that you say that, you know what I'm saying? Just being on this journey with you over the last two years, you know, I, I can see where that fits. You know what I'm saying? We've came a long way, you know, coming from San Bernardino, pandemic hitting us, kicking us out the studio, having us, you know, not having a plan and damn near just stalling and getting back to it, landing here at Riverside Studios, growing a team, you know, got people with cameras with us now. We got, you know, uh, organizers. We got a team of people now. Talk about where do you see politicking becoming as far as the valuation over the next three to four years? 
You talking about financially? Well, not necessarily or financially. Talking about as far now. First, my my first goal with the with the company was really to provide a platform for the Inland Empire mm-hmm. because this is where we at. This is where we located. But that was a small goal. Now that we're here, here. and streaming is something different, podcasting is something different, broadcasting is live streaming now. Right. You know what I'm saying? The game has completely changed. So as I reevaluate where politicking is headed, the main focus is a blog. You know, as journalism is the thing that got us in the door, and that's the thing that is going to, you know, kick down the door for us. So we got the Politic Forum, which is our blog, where, you know, our podcasts, our, our picture galleries, you know what I'm saying, our blog write-ups, you know, majority of all our content ultimately ends up on our blog at some point, you know, in some way, shape, or fashion. So, you know, instead of having a website where you can go and you can, we have a, a, a site where, you know, we can also provide, you know, feature journalists with a platform where they, you know, they can go and, and cover events, where they can, you know, sharpen their skills as a writer, where they can learn the game from the journalistic standpoint, right. you know, with some real world experience. Right. So, you know, starting off, it's, you know, it's a, pro- uh, a broadcasting company, you know, cause like we have the Roku channel and we plan to do a radio station. Right. So we will be a full fledged, you know, broadcasting network right. when it's all said and done. But right now, I see the biggest opportunity for politicking in the space is in the blog space. Right. You know, artists need write-ups and they need this type of content and it's hard to find, you know. Right. It's hard to find a podcast in the Inland Empire right. for you to go, you know, get some interviews in or get some exposure. Right. You know, a lot of these artists, when we interview them, they tell us that this is their first time. Right. Like, they never, they never did it. They never done this because it's just not enough opportunity in the inland empire for this type of shit. Right. And this is why politicking is vital. Right. You know, it's not about me. It's right. about we. That's right. That's right. So do you see politicking stretching out, you know, politicking east, you know, in the east east coast and other places like this that don't have opportunities like this? Yes. I, I plan definitely to take this, you know, international. Right. Because there's a lot of underground European artists. There's right. a whole hip hop scene overseas that ain't there getting is. shine. There you is. know, these artists need the same verification that the American artists need That's to right. get their blue checks, right. to get their SEO up. You know, it's the same game around the world. Right. You know, ASCAP, BMI, you know, every the platforms are the same no matter what country you're in. Just the language is different. The language is different. Same simple so being uh taking it international at that point you feel you have the west coast the east coast international after that how about the sports side so you got the artists you got maybe the actors but the sports politics and sports don't you think there's a whole lane for politics and sports when i got into this and i started journalism 
the whole reason I got into journalism is because I wanted to get into the Olympics. I said, if I get politicking into the Olympics, I'm a legend. I, I'm, I go down in history. At the last Olympics, there were only three black media sources in an international stage, only three black owned media sources at the Olympics. So if I can't be number four, you know, that, that is the ultimate goal, you know, because we do something like that. We're international immediately. Right. So politicking at the Olympics, you know, there is an Olympics coming up pretty soon. Is it the golden getting to that Olympics? I believe it's coming to LA. It's coming to LA pretty soon, either this time or the next time. I gotta check. I'm well, not sure if it's whenever the Olympics come to LA, we will be here and we'll be ready. Along with the Super Bowl. So things like that. The Olympics, Super Bowl, NBA finals, big sporting events. Look forward to see politicking out there covering that. Um, do you kind of feel that people just don't know about this because People ask me all the time, how'd you get into this? What are you guys doing? Like, what is the goal? What are you going to do with this? A lot of people are kind of ignorant to what this actually is and the power of it. And I didn't really know either until having all the conversations with you. So briefly, how could you tell people about the power of what we're doing over here with the media and being black media? Okay, so first things first is algorithms. Google is the biggest... Um, traffic side so there's only two ways to be found in google and that is to rank in google or to pay for google ads so when somebody googles something like a, let's say they want to google a podcast it's either you have to have enough content and seo to stand out from all your competitors or you have to pay google to make sure that you pop up when somebody is looking for these type of services. So understanding that a podcast is the best way for SEO and podcasts and blog posts are two of the best ways for SEO. As far as you being found in search engines, if you Google my name, Kaylin Vines right now, you'll go through 15 pages of Google before you see a piece of something that's not me. Because I understood early that your resume is not going to be this piece of paper in this cover letter that you hand to people now. Your resume is going to be your social media. Your resume is going to be when they put you in that Google. Your resume is going to be your Wikipedia page. Your resume is going to be what they can find on you in that search engine. Because they have their own algorithms that they put this information into to project if you're profitable or not. Mm. So understanding that it's a computer, I'm a human, all I gotta do is tell the computer what it wanna hear right. and I'll beat it. Right, right, right. Facts, facts. I tell the computer what it wanna hear and I'll beat it. <laughs> a lot of people don't. Computers can't think. Yeah, yeah, they can yeah. only compute. That's why right. they're computers. computers. Right. They compute the information they receive. Right. So this is why hackers can hack because they know what to tell the computer right. to get into your shit. Right. Simple concept. 
simple concept. A lot of people don't understand. We were hacking games growing up and then left, left, right, right, BB2. That was a hack. That was a hack. Right, right. Extra right. lives. Right, right. Extra lives. Easy fatalities. Right. Mortal Cup. Hacking. That was a hack. Cheat codes. Exactly. They called them cheat codes. It was really a hack. That was a hack. On, on GTA, getting unlimited weapons and getting to be able to get the police off. Mm -hmm. You're hacking the game. The system is not built for you to be able to do this. Right. But because computers can only think linearly, you know, in a straight line, right. there's all these back doors and they try to hide these back doors with different shit to make you never look at them. Right. And these hackers are good at identifying these backdoors and figuring out how to get through them. Right, right. There's literally a GTA where you used to play this and it was a it was the bank heist where you robbed the bank. And we literally would drive into a garage, drive out the back corner of the garage, fly through a void and end at the end of the mission with the money. Cheating. And we would continuously drive through this void in the game right. to hit the bank heist to get our money up in the game. Right. Hack. We found the back door in the game and drove through it to beat the game. Right. And that's what we got to do with this system. The system of America, the system, this internet, is that we got to find that back door, right. go through it, and tell all the homies come through immediately. Right. So that's pretty much... An analogy like the whole Rosa Parks thing. She found a way. She came back and said, "Hey, come through this way." No, you talking about Harry Tubman? Harry Tubman, <laughs> Harry Tubman, y'all. Harry Tubman. Yeah. Not Rosa Parks. She didn't get out of her seat. Harry yeah. Tubman. She found the way. She found the trail. Mm -hmm. She escaped herself, but she didn't just do that. She went back and said, "Okay, y'all, this is the way." So it's kind of like the same concept, different subjects. For me, and, and one of the biggest things that I said in the original episode zero is that even if this blows somebody else up, my goal was never to blow myself up. Right, right. My goal was to provide a platform to blow. Because if I blow you up, <laughs> even if you move on, now people know that yeah. I have the skills to blow them up right right and that people would come through my platform to get to, blown up so it's a win-win i get the red carpet out you didn't see me you don't see me nah. in front of the camera you don't see me if i put these you know put my people in these positions because this is what they want for their lives right this is something this is an opportunity that i have but i necessarily don't want so why not put my people in position for these opportunities right and i don't have to want anything about you know back from that right and that's another thing is that you know everything's tit for tat right. just because i've done something for somebody i don't expect anything back right right but one thing that i have learned is that that's how people burn you it's because, no, I don't expect nothing back. But when I need something, 
and I tap into you and you treat me like a nigga off the street, that's when you lose me. That's when you lose. Because I gave you nothing but love. Right. I don't expect no favors. I don't expect nothing free. Right. But I expect return love. Right, exactly. And a lot of times, you know, people will take take your love and run with it. You know, and that's that's kind of the game, and that's why this game kind of makes you bitter. Right. When you celebrating, when you sitting there and you and you LeBron James and you win that first championship, you're not thinking about your mama. You're not thinking about your family. You're not thinking about your wife. You're not thinking about your kids. You're thinking about all the motherfuckers that said you couldn't do it. Exactly. That doubted you. That said you would never win. Right. Right. And it sucks that. That's the first. Thing. That's the way that this game makes you. Yeah. Is that when you finally get there and you reach your goal and you win the championship. All you could think about is the motherfuckers that didn't believe me. The naysayers. Instead of celebrating the victory, mm-hmm. you're thinking about that motherfucker that told you you're going to be shit. That motherfucker that said your shit mm-hmm. sucked. That motherfucker that had that negative comment. Damn, that's deep. And understand that and knowing that going into the game, this is why I'm kind of... I'm hard to read. I'm real laid back. I observe everything. I really don't say nothing. It's because I don't want you to figure me out. Right. I'm on a mission. I'm here for a reason. And I'm not here to be social. Right. Facts. <laughs> you know, like facts. I, I, I'm down to, to chop it up, but I ain't really here to be social. I ain't in this game to play. Right. I'm here for a reason. I'm here, you know, to handle business. Right. So, you know, some say uh, I used to be a nigga that played around a lot. Like, I used to joke. I used to, you know, always like talk shit, mess with me. Real charismatic nigga. That's not why I know. <laughs> Evolution, change, man. Change is a positive thing. And knowing now that you can have a good heart, but got to require reciprocity a lot of relationships don't last business personal um all type of different relationships don't last because there's no reciprocity like you said you show love and then people don't show love back and sometimes when you have a good heart you let that slide for so long and then you realize like damn i can't just keep letting this shit slide man i gotta really but then you change who you are and every time you change who you are you change the trajectory of your life your life a a life is a, a path right and every major decision that you make either changes your path for the negative or oh, changes your path for the positive. Right. So every time that you choose to change yourself for the negative because of somebody else, you're changing your trajectory, you know, on right. a different path. Right. right so right. no, the, the key to this is staying who you are no matter what. Stay true to yourself. Jay-Z said, my process is my process. I'm not trying to make no song sound like nobody in the game. I'm going in and I'm doing me. Right. And that's why I've been successful. Like that he attributed his biggest success to being able to stay him 100% 
He said, when I walk in any room, I'm me. When I walk in the room with the gangsters and the drug dealers, I'm me. This is who I am. When I walk in the dude with the suits and the bit, I'm able to walk into any room and be myself. Right. That is my superpower. Right. You know, Nipsey had that same thing, you know, and I believe that I have that same thing. Right. And that's the reason why I'm doing this is because I can walk into any room with any motherfucker from any walk of earth, be myself, and get shit done. That's what I'm talking about, man. And, you know, that's what a, a great leader has, a great a person in business has. They have that characteristic and have that quality. And like you said, you named some greats, whole Nip, you know, those guys, you know, they do follow that and live by that. So it's great to see that, man. So let you know it's been a pleasure taking this journey with you. We've, we've came a long way, you know, in the beginning, lack of experience. Our skills were, were down in a lot of shit, you know, with being in front of the camera. But, you know, it's like the perfect combination. You behind the camera, I'm on camera. You know, you've helped me sharpen my skills, help me build my confidence and turn me into the fucking famous homie. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Thank you for that's crazy though but the, the the whole famous homie thing man yeah, yeah is that you know when i first put ron on the red carpet yeah you know michael blackson was right there we couldn't get the michael blackson interview and i look over and i see eric bellinger and i'm like bro we ain't getting michael blackson man Fuck it right go get eric bellinger right and he like he turned around and you could tell this nigga didn't know who the fuck Eric, Bear, Eric Bellinger was? And that's why I'm like, this nigga don't even know who he's talking to. Like, sometimes he he meets these artists and he doesn't he he doesn't understand the the caliber of people that he was running into. So now you know he's realizing it and he's embracing it. You know, but early on, he didn't understand as a journalist, you got to know your subjects. Right. And that you gotta do this studying and this homework. So he was just walking in, chopping it up with niggas, and be like, "Oh, who was that?" And I'm like, "Nigga, that's the nigga." <laughs> and you, don't, you don't even know, you know. And I think that that's half of the reason why you you're such a natural at this is because no stage is too big. You know? Right, right. It's like no matter who's in front of that mic, you know, it's, it's just another nigga. So you know, so, so he be interviewing famous motherfuckers <laughs> all the time and don't don't even know it. So that's the famous homie, man. <laughs> I fuck with it. And just like I told you, you know, earlier we talked about the yay and Yeezy and Beans thing. I feel like this is the same thing. I'm gonna go ahead and take that and run with it. Call me the famous homie. That's the new name, the famous homie. Politic and we a great team, man. I look forward to 2022 for us. We got films ahead. We got festivals. We got a whole bunch of stuff we doing. So let's keep on moving. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So as I always sign out, like, man, you, you really, like I said, really want to focus on laying a brick a day. And, and to really break that down is that every day we have 24 hours. And instead of trying to reach, you know, these bigger goals every day, what you do is you set a micro goal. You set a goal where, hey, I'm going to clean my room today. And when you get up and you clean that room and you're done, 
you did what you set out to do that day. You laid that brick. Right. So every day you want to have some type of goal that you can finish within that 24 hours because there's a certain personal satisfaction that you get when you wake up, you set a goal, and you complete it. Humans were goal-oriented. We, we thrive off goals. So if every day you get up and you do something that you deem is necessary towards building towards your future, and you start a task and you finish that task in that same day, you land a brick of day. Straight up. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. It so, reminded me of a, a favorite line by one of my favorite lines by Nipsey. He just go, uh, you know, find your purpose or you wasting hair. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? I believe that you believe that you really found your purpose. I know I found mine. And we happen to be on the same team. Mm-hmm. So, what the fuck can stop us? You know what I'm saying? One of my favorite lines from Nipsey ain't even a bar. It's the opening line before he even start rapping. He say, I'm in this shit. Why not go hard? Make no sense not to. Not? I'm in this shit. I'm already in it. Right. I'm already here. Right. I'm already doing it. Right. Why not go hard? Make no sense not to. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So as we sign out of here, man, you already know. Mr. Politicking, man, check out the Politicking Forum. Check out all our podcasts at the podcast uh uh, Politic and Radio on all podcast platforms, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Music. Man, we everywhere. We on the TuneIn app. Check us out, man. We we everywhere, man. Mr. Politic and signing off, man. I don't know what you're going to do with your life, but I'm going to get to it, man. Politic and the podcast. We out. Yes, sir.